the Mel Gedroich podcast. Hey, it's Mel G, and this week on the old podcast, we're going to be talking about ooh, all sorts of stuff. Bottom lifts, fear of flying, the last time you ran. Yeah? Good? If you like that, then have a listen to me every Saturday lunchtime from One on Magic. There will be more chat. That is absolutely contractual. And some great songs thrown in for good measure. Now, Bush. A, hello. Hello. B, it's lovely to see you. Lovely to see you too. Good to see you in your summer attire, Bush. And you too. You're looking very summery today, Mel. I would describe your look today as summer in Paris. Oh. Parisian summer. L'été parisienne. Merci. Uh, Merci. And you, it's almost a nautical. It's almost nautical. <laughs> nautical. Nau- nautical, but nicical. Nautical, but nicical. Love that look. Thank you very much. Good man. Deck shoes are working. Now, listen up. I've got a quandary. Ooh. Something has happened, and I n- actually seriously need some help. I genuinely need some help with this. You've come to the right place. Oh, my. This has never happened to me before. Okay. Advertising. Usually, I'm no sucker. Right, you know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, I'll watch an advert and I'll sort of, you know, I can I can enjoy it, the pretty colours, but I won't sort of run out and buy the thing that I've just witnessed, yeah? I'm not like that. Okay. I'm very tight. Yeah. I don't like to spend money. You look after the pennies and the pounds look after themselves. Exactamundo. Until, mm-hmm. my friend, I saw this advert <laughs> in a newspaper... What a horrific picture. Right, it's a full-page advert, lads, and it's a thing, and it says it will lift your bottom within six weeks. There are no needles, there's nothing bad. It's all done with a sort of, slightly sort of, uh, looks a bit like something from the Avengers in the 1970s, (laughs) machinery with lots of hoses attached. Um, Mate, I'm honestly, I mean, look at that bottom. Look, Look week week one, that's what mine is at the moment. Like a a cat's bum. (laughs) Sort of slightly mottled. Well, very mottled, let's be honest, and a little bit on the large side. Then look at week six. That's that's almost a different bum, isn't it? Lads, what do you think? That is amazing. And if you take this newspaper or ring the number, then you get 50% off. Am I being an absolute idiot? Hey, but I love the fact that you've brought, you've actually ripped the page out and brought it in. That's the sign of someone that's been reeled in. Listen, Listen, needle free, no downtime, no recuperation, whatever that means. Ooh. You can get back to your day instantly and, it, and you lie down. <laughs> so, this is the big question. Should I go for the six week bottom lift? <laughs> <laughs> the bum lift. I couldn't tell anyone though. I, I mustn't tell anyone if I do it. You have to keep it secret. And you must keep it a secret, Bush. My husband, for one, must never find out because he would be absolutely outraged. Do you know what, Bush? Why don't we give them a call right now, right here? We have the technology. Let's do it. Yeah? Bum lifts ahoy. Oh, hi there. Um, I saw your advert about the summer bum rush yeah. um, this morning with the 50% off um, 50% off treatment package. Th- those pictures are amazing. Is that, the, is that the same person? It says week one, week three, and then week six. Yeah, yeah. Wowzers. you have six treatments in total, yeah. Wowzers. Now, are you wanting to go down a dress size or just generally... Feel more comfortable around the bottom area. Let's do, let's go down a dress size. Do the whole lot, absolutely. Okay. 
So the next step is, Mel, that we get you booked in for a pre-treatment appointment. So this is a little bit like a pre-op, and it's where the aesthetic practitioner will analyse your bottom fat. (laughs) There are no pictures taken, I hope. I hope there are no pictures taken. I suppose you have to take pictures because then you can see how much is lifted. What they will do, they won't photograph anything at this appointment. All they're going to do is analyse. So they'll and they will then design your bespoke treatment plan. My bespoke bottom. Come on, man. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I can come in tomorrow, Sonali. Have you got any availability for a pre-op tomorrow? Oh, I've actually got um, 11.30. Boom. Let's do it. Let's do the bottom Get lift. You in. Yep. Let's Amazing. I will be with you at 11.30 with my bottom. Perfect. With your bottom. With my bottom. <laughs> Thank you so with much. your bottom and you'll leave with a pert bottom I will... after you've had all of your treatment. <laughs> like a pair of walnuts strung up in a small oh. pair of sacks. I'll report back, Bush, on my pre-op appointment, which sounds rather scary, uh, next week. You might not recognise me because my bottom will be... A lot higher. Genuinely, this is the most exciting thing in a long time. I cannot wait to see the results. Listen, I'm not going to lie to you. It is, even with the 50% discount, a little bit on the expensive side. But I think it's worth it. Damn right. Now look what I've got. Oh, look, the gold cover is here. We're going to open, open it up. Look, it's the ledger, Bush. It shimmers in the light, doesn't it? It's the ledger of legends. This is where every show we put in something just absolutely legendary Mm. and also Bush draws it. Yeah, but these are things that don't quite get the credit they deserve, the little things in life. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, Bush. The little legendary lol, leggy, leggy, ledge of ledge. (laughs) Now, today, do you know what I'm going to put in, especially the week we've had Mm weather-wise? I'm going to put in, my friends, the ice lolly. The ice lolly. The ice lolly. I'm not talking ice cream. Okay. I'm not talking ice cream. I'm not talking cone and intricate wafers and sprinkles and sauces. Mm-hmm. No. The simple ice lolly on a stick is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Takes you back to your childhood as well, doesn't it? Being doesn't really it? hot in the summer and queuing at the ice cream van. What was your favourite? Uh, lolly, s- not ice cream. Uh, cider barrel. <sighs> Do you remember the cider barrel? I... Th- I, I Never tried a cider barrel. This must be a West Country thing. Maybe they, they weren't anywhere else apart from down in Devon, but it was supposed to taste of cider, but it was like an apple-y, apple. apple-y little ice lolly. I used to love it. And it was a brown wrapper, right? Yes. Yeah, we definitely had them in Leatherhead. We definitely had cider barrels in Leatherhead. Uh, what was your lolly, your go-to lolly from when you were a kid? The lolly gobble chock bomb. The lolly gobble chock bomb. Yeah. Sounds like a magical spell. It was uh, a classic 70s ice lolly. Lolly gobble chock bomb. Oh, the lolly gobble chock bomb. Full of finding for the men and fun. Don't remember the words, but I remember the tune. What did it used to taste of? What flavour? Lots of sprinkles on it. Oh. Not dissimilar to a fab. In fact, I wonder if it was the precursor of the fab. Oh, right, okay. The the prototype before the fab that we know and love today. Yeah, the lolly gobble chock bomb. What's your your view on the one that was like someone's foot that you ate? A funny foot. I don't know if I like that. It's an ice cream on a stick, mate. I'm not having anything to do. With it. Good point, so it can't go in the ledge. Exactly. So it's ice lolly, please, my ice dear Bush. lolly. Not ice cream. I'm sorry to all the ice cream lovers out there. You know, it's just not your day. I'm not saying no to an ice cream, but not for the ledge of ledge. You'll have your day at some point, but just not now. Good. It's the ice lolly, my friends. The ice lolly. 
Robert Isles, if you're listening, I danced with you to that very tune in 1981. You were wearing a trilby. And I just thought you were so cool and you didn't even know my name. Was he, I knew yours. Was he the school hunk? Was he the hunk of the school? He was not my school, actually, but I met him at a friend's uh, party. She had a little disco in her garden and I just, oh, that song. I'm, I'm there with Rob Isles. And what was he wearing again? Trilby, mate. Was that like the man from Del Monte? Or was that a fedora? <laughs> Tr- Trilby's a little bit more Humphrey Bogart. Oh, OK, cool, fair enough. He had a sort of long Oxfam, you know, second-hand coat. Trilby. Yeah, he sounds like a, he sounds like a private investigator. Mate, exactly. What's he do now? Where is he now? This I don't fellow? know. He didn't want to remotely privately investigate me. <laughs> I know that for sure. I know that for certain sure. I tried to get in touch with him, get hold of him. Some might say that's stalking, but anyway. <laughs> listen, back to our ledge of ledge. We've put in today the ice a lolly. Yeah. Uh, you've done an amazing drawing, as always, Bush. That is stunning, man. Thank you. And it's got little bits of sort of liquid coming off it. Like shimmer. Shimmer. Shimmery liquid. Um, Flavy Flaves. So we're going cider barrel. I'm going to write that down. Cider barrel. barrel. There's that one that you had from when you were a kid that I'd never heard of before. Got... Lolly gobble chock bomb. What do you think about like screwballs and stuff? Oh, no? too intricate. Too intricate. Bit too. In... I'm I'm thinking a nice lemonade, just a simple lemonade lolly. Yeah, yeah do you, you can't like... go wrong with a lemonade lolly, can you? That's going in the ledge. Sorry to just you know diss your um, no. screwball concept. We need to be very specific about this ledger. That's the whole point. You know what I mean? Bang on, Bush. What about ice pops? Do you like ice pops? The long, thin ones? <sighs> yes. I, they remind me of school as well, those yeah, things. Yeah, so there's no stick involved, is there? Yeah, exactly. It's just a, a, a plastic sheath and then the ice flavour within. The way you describe it makes it sound so tasty. <laughs> I want one now. <laughs> Two of your sheathed ice pops, please. I think we've done extremely well. Ledge of Ledge, gang. There'll be more of that next week. You looked like you were going to do that thing that the girl did on the Pitch Perfect film. You know that um, the cup, cup thing. thing. What is that? I don't know. It's like but a young is, person's thing. I know. Thing. My kids do. It. I'm just going to attempt to do it, but I need to get rid of the coffee first. It's a sort of yeah. But why? Why is that a thing? Why would you do that? What is it? It's like people turn over and slap a cup and then do a song to it. Oh, mm-hmm. why? <laughs> why is that remotely? Interesting or good. Sorry, that sounds like a real old git. As I get older, right, there's a generational list of things that I don't understand. Cup thing, one of them. Snapchat, no idea. Snapchat. No. Why would you send a message that disappears? Except sometimes it doesn't. A friend of mine sent a slightly saucy picture of herself revealing upper parts of her body as a gag and it froze and everyone saw it. (laughs) The dangers, man. Yes, I know the dangers. Right, let's get back to what we do know. And cut that cut when, me up. Yeah, when you put your hand in an old-fashioned jam jar with some questions from the office. Oh, I entertainment love the office. Issues. I love the office. Well, it's long. Long question. What food would you never get bored of, Mel? Oh. Never get bored of a food. What curry. Would it be? Really? Curry. Yeah, curry. I love curry, man. Any type of curry? I like a... Um, this is going to sound... So, oh, pretentious. <laughs> I, I'm dying. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not that particular about my curry, but I really like a gurn fish curry. Love a gurn fish curry. Oh, darling, it's dry. It's got really good flavours, and it's it's not so sort of you know, it's not too sort of, it's not too saucy. Do you know what I mean? It's just quite dry. It's really, really good. A gurn swordfish or something like that. I think I've ever had a fish curry. Oh. 
Never had a fish curry. Matey, right, make yourself a basic curry sauce. Uh-huh. So just simple, chop a few onions in some oil and put in some nice, you know, good curry spices. Stuff. Get that going. And then put in a bit of white fish. Bob is your uncle, Doesn't my friend. Doesn't it break up into loads of little annoying bits, though, if you put, like, well, a big chunk of fish in? No, it's all right, actually. It depends on the fish. Uh-huh. But you don't have to cook it for very long. That's the beauty. It is so fresh. I'm going to do it tonight. I'm going to do it tonight. Me too. I'm going to do a fish curry as well. And loads of, um, like, fresh coriander. Oh, it sounds lovely. Yeah. Oh. What food could you not do without, my friend? I love lasagna. I love lasagna. Too. I can't imagine lasagna not being in my life. Oh, have you got a special signature lasagna? No, I just do a run-of-the-mill... I have to say veggie lasagna is actually a lot nicer than people give credit for. Really nice. Isn't it? Yeah, lots of spinach Mm. and uh, black olives chopped in. I like that in a lasagna. Yeah, and um, what are those little yellowy bean things called? Oh, chickpeas? No. Oh, um, oh yes, I know. Uh, Split, split peas. Split pea bean things. Oh, do you have to soak those before you put them in? I do, I normally soak them, yeah. Oh, I like the idea of you making a lasagna. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? I don't think I could live without a lasagna. Oh, good to know, Bush. Thank you very much for sharing. Uh, Now, Bush, how's your week been? Mel, thank you for asking. My week is all about making a better self. You know, that's what we've been talking about today with the bum lift and everything. Uh, I think I've finally beaten my fear of flying. Are you... Are you actually serious? Well, hopefully. um, After we finished the show last weekend, I went on a fear of flying course. And you went to... Heathrow Airport. Oh, so proper big... Oh, God. Proper okay. thing. A whole day of lectures uh, in a hotel in Heathrow Airport. It's called Flying with Confidence. Yeah. I like a Scottish pilot. I'm not going to lie to you. The... I find the Scottish voice yeah. very, very soothing on a flight. Both the guys doing the talk, both British Airways pilots, both Scottish. Stop it. Isn't that amazing? The main guy was called Gordon, and I think he had a monocle and a wispy moustache. Oh, no. He was a, like a flight leader from the First World War. He was brilliant. I, I'm sure he had like um, some form of wiring in the side of his trousers <laughs> to hold them out. But we did a day of talking about air traffic control. They explained yeah. all the noises that the plane makes and why the plane makes the noises. There is a particular noise. Um, oh, no, it's gone. It's gone. It's very specific rattling when yeah. you've just taken off. Well, there's this weird thing that used what to scare that? me all the time, right, where you, you're taking off and then suddenly the plane appears to start to lose power a little bit just after takeoff yeah. and you start to sink. Yeah. That's called the noise abatement procedure. Okay. Where they have to tone the engines down so that it's not too noisy and loud over people's houses in residential <gasps> bits around the airport. That's really clever. I always thought that was the bit where the wings were falling off. So it's them kind of explaining these noises are there for a reason. Yeah. And that's why you shouldn't be scared. So knowledge is power and knowledge all that. Is power. And do you literally feel better for it? You feel like you could go on a flight now? Well, we've got a holiday booked coming up to Greece. So I feel like I'm in a better position. And then they flew us. With the, it, the course ends, the day ends with a flight to Southampton. Oh, my God. Of all the glamorous locations. So you fly to Southampton with the bloke on the tannoy telling you what all the noises are and what to look out for, this, that kind of thing. This is Gordon. This is Gordon. Gordon's on the mic. And then you do a flight to Southampton, turn around, go back and land. And then I feel like a different person because of it. Wow. So you don't stop at Southampton? No stopping. You just you go over Southampton, circle for a bit. Circle and then come back. So how long were you up in the air for then? Probably about like an hour and 15 minutes. So like a proper flight. That's like going to Glasgow or something from London, isn't it? Yeah. <gasps> but there was, you know, there were some people on the plane who were like having uh, an out-of-body experience. Yeah, I always thought I had quite a bad fear of flying, but it's not quite as bad as some of the people who were kind of like... There's a couple of people like crying and stuff on the oh, plane. Oh, no. And whooping and screaming. So when you see people do, who are doing that, God bless them, yeah. you realise that you're not quite as bad as you first thought. So it made you feel a bit better about yourself. Yeah. So, and they, you know, they oh. came around the plane. The big thing was like they wouldn't come and serve you tea and coffee. You had to go 
to the back of the plane to get it. Because a lot of people who fly that won't actually ever stand up. Oh, did you do that? Did you I, go? I was stood up. Yeah, I even oh. went to the loo on the plane, which I don't tend to do very often. Because oh, uh, I always think that you know it's going to start nosediving the moment I get out of my seat, oh. which is ridiculous. So, well done. thank you. I'm just thinking, I don't, have you got any phobias that you might want to face? I like the idea of facing phobias. Yeah, facing you know I mean? phobias is really, really good. Are you scared of any stuff, Mel, or are you quite good mm, with things? There's a certain flying mammal I'm not that keen on. Really? Mm, like a, it's a flying mammal. Flying mammal? Yeah, it comes out at night. Um, now, listen. Bats. Yes! You're scared of bats? Yes, When have I you am. ever had any contact with bats? I went to sign the book of condolence uh, when um, um, poor Princess Diana uh, died in 97. Yeah. And a whole flock came out as I was walking up the Mall in central London. I just signed the book and uh, I screamed very, very audibly and... um, haven't really been able to deal with them since. Wow! So they came. Did they come at your head, like head height? Not really. It was just the. It was just the action of the wings. Those flappy, leathery wings. They've d- got. Oh, I don't even like the franchise of film. I don't even like the franchise of film. Batman. Because of the cape. You've got a problem with Batman because of your fear of bats. Mm. Is it the way they've got those little weird thousands of teeth and weird-eyed faces they're, and stuff? They're well? rats with wings, effectively, which I think is is is. Is, is against nature in some way. I don't think a rat should be able to fly. So my course was called Flying with Confidence. Would, do you think they do a bat equivalent? I don't know. Bats with confidence? Would BA run something? Some sort of subsidiary course? <laughs> I don't know. Bush, I'm very, very proud of you though, mate. Thank you, Mel. And long may it last. Keep those thoughts. Keep yes, exposing. Definitely. Um, <laughs> Thanks. Great advice. I'll tell the police you told me to. Right. Oh, that's good. When was the last time you had to run somewhere? This morning. This morning. I was cutting it a little bit fine. Yeah. I was sort of doing a few physical jerks in the local uh, park, and I suddenly looked at the old uh, watch, and I thought, oh, it's time to get to magic. So I ran from the park, which, to be honest, is not that far from my front door. Uh, But that's when I ran. How about you? Well, I love... There's a lot of things that you can't do anymore because you're a grown-up and it's not cool. For example, having a T-shirt on your top half but nothing on your bottom half in the back garden. Oh, As a kid, fine. But as an adult, for some reason, the neighbours seem to really, really get irked by it. (laughs) And and another one is bombing it by running around everywhere. Bombing it and stopping and skidding. If you're an adult, that's weird, isn't it? But also, not running with any aim. (laughs) Not yes, running run. with any aim at all, just running. Oh, I love that. Do you remember being a kid, barefoot, on yeah. a lawn? Oh, I love that, yeah. Like, uh, we used to go to this place called Polesden Lacey, which was our sort of go-to Sunday. Sounds like an illness. Jaunt. <laughs> Touch of the old Polesdens. <laughs> um, Terrible bout of Polesden Lacey. <laughs> and it was lovely. It was outside um, Leatherhead. And, yeah, lovely, lovely grass, spongy grass. Spongy grass and just running for the sake of running. Oh, or, sk- or skipping or rolling. Oh, I know you can't roll. Imagine if you're a grown-up rolling down a hill now. People would, like, call the police. They would. Wouldn't they? That's a very, very good thought, Bush. We should do more aimless running. Try and do some this weekend if I- you can. I'm going to do some right now. Let's do it. Melgeon Magic, time for Tell Mel. Yes, you can see there's a little change in the voice. There's a little hardness to it. There's a little sort of brittleness to it. You can ask me anything, but don't expect a soft soaping reply. Hi Mel, it's Anna. I don't like anyone making me a cup of tea, unless it's been made with my own hand, just so I know exactly how it's been made. Is that a bit weird? You are 
totally sane, Anna, my friend. I'm exactly the same. I only have my tea in porcelain. I will not accept plastic or even a cheap crockery. It has to be cream-coloured porcelain. I know, it gets a little bit OCD. And I like to have a double swill of the bag. I mean by that, you put the bag in, you swill once, and then, Anna, you swill again. I will not have full-fat milk. Oh, no. It must be green or red milk. Anna, on your side. Next up, please. Hi Mel, it's Bruce. Sometimes when I'm walking down the street listening to music, I accidentally start to sing out loud and people turn around to look at me. Should I be embarrassed or not? Should I just continue to do this? Bruce, you, my friend, are in my bracket of most undesirable people. I was walking up the Portobello Road the other day. I like the way I'm rolling my R's, by the way. I was strolling up the Portobello Road the other day and I saw somebody a little bit like you, with a Walkman on or whatever it's called these days, humming along to Aswad. No, Bruce, never. Under any circumstance must you ever do that again. Next up, please. Hey Mel, it's Georgie. I've secretly been using my sister's expensive makeup. It's running out fast and I think she's about to realise. I'm the older sibling though, so surely this should be allowed. Hygiene, Georgie. Hygiene. Never use somebody else's mascara. Never use somebody else's lipstick. Never use anything belonging to anyone else on the makeup front. You will have to you will have to front it out, my friend. Naughty Georgie. Oh, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We love it when you listen. You know, we're on every Saturday lunchtime from one on magic. The Mel Gedroyd Podcast. <laughs>